Hey everybody, welcome back to Six Feet Under. We've got a great one for you today. We're going to be playing a little goblin quest, but first, as is our habit, we're going to have a quick little uh, pod chat. And first, before we actually do that, it's time to introduce uh, everybody here. From the regular crew, we have myself, which is to say Ironicus, along with Medibot. Say hello, Medibot. See, see you, you, you did that right as, right as I got up to do something. Oh, gosh. <laughs> that, so that sort of ruined all the timing, is because I thought it was still okay to, to get up and do things. I do apologize. <laughs> I'll that's come him. in again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is gold. Leave it in. This is gold. Along with Medibot. Say hello. 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 This is Medibot. And Panzer. Hi, I'm Panzer. And Garbad from the regular crew. Man, I was just getting yeah. up. <laughs> I was just getting up. And our very, very special guest. Please introduce yourself as you would like to be introduced. Hello, I'm Grant Howitt. Um, I am the author, writer, designer of Goblin Quest. All um, three, that's fantastic. All three. Yeah, all three and more. I wear many hats and I'm here to show you chumps how the game is played. Hello? Fantastic. Uh, but like I mentioned, this is our little pod chat interlude bonus and our topic for today is comedy in games. What do you describe... Uh, Grant, would you describe uh, Goblin Quest as a comic tabletop game? I certainly would, yes. It's deliberately comedic. It's, um, I think that there's an awful lot of um, there's, there's an awful lot of mileage in comedy games because role-playing is fun, you know? It's, it's nice to yeah. hang out with your friends and have a giggle and an awful lot of it is super serial uh, and, and, really, and really grim. And it's mm -hmm. nice to have something which is mechanically um, where death is hilarious rather than a serious problem to be avoided. Now, okay, uh, that's a pretty good talk, so moving on to the game. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, uh, you, you bring up a good point, though, calling it uh, an intentionally comic uh, uh, experience, because mm. generally uh, games tend to be uh, unintentionally comic, or at least uh, they can be taken in many directions, and people having a laugh is one of the common ones. Mm. Not not so much design, you know, you know, baked in, like you were saying. Yeah. Uh, why Why do you think that is? I mean, opening that to the floor, of course. Everyone can speak. We're all friends here. Uh, <laughs> I've, never, I've never met any of you before. I don't know whether we're friends. Most of us are friends here. I'm your friend. <laughs> you, you're, you're, you all refuse to give me anything. Grant. I'm not here to make fans. I'm here to make goblins. Grant. Yes? <laughs> oh, dang it. You mean the other one. <laughs> Grant. Which... I'm your friend. Grant. I don't know which one you are. <laughs> I'm the one who wants to smell your hair. Oh, it smells great. Hey, We're Grant. all your friends. Yes, yes, one giant friend. Um, but your to answer your question, ironically, I think it's because putting putting proper comedy, like comedy, is hard. And yeah, agree. Comedy making is hard. making something that can be. Like, especially with a tabletop game where you're building a framework, it's hard to build a comedic framework. Like, it's usually easy to leave it open to the player to do something hilarious. But actually building a world like this that's inherently funny and adorable. I really like your game, Grant. Thank you. <laughs> it's good. I'm really happy with it. One, one, one thing that I try to do when I was writing it is actually try and keep it non-wacky. Because mm -hmm. one of the issues with comedy role-playing games, um, of the few I've read, is that they try super hard to be really funny and really off the wall and different. And about five minutes in, you hit a ceiling, and you can't push past that. You can't. You, there's nowhere for the comedy to go. So right. 
part of part of the writing was to keep everything super vague and let people make up their own gags and then have that just the, the fact that you have five goblins means that you can have five stupid jokes and they will die within minutes of, of turning up <laughs> so it, it lets you cycle through and keep refreshing stuff without without having to oh and and and, and now the, the super villain is a guy who is all his powers run off candy isn't that hilarious and then you realize that like he's hitting you with a big candy cane and he's got bon bon bombs and it's just daft and it's like goblin quest is not daft goblin quest is stupid and those are different things <laughs> Uh, that, that also goes back to a good point about the, I guess, emergent or, or homebrew comedy in like your average D&D game, where it doesn't have that structure that forces recycling. Uh, people go to uh, uh, just that over-the-top wackiness because it's easy, you know? <laughs> Yeah, and it, it's a stress relief thing as well. Like, yeah, if, if yeah. people are getting nervous about a serious plot, like any horror game, there will be any some point where people have a good old laugh, and it ruins the mood. Right, right. Uh, and to talk about structure, I think that's another thing that um, Goblin Quest does very well, uh, which is having a, a, a plot structure be pretty much the first thing you do, other than making your goblins. Mm. Uh, so no matter how lost in your joke you get, there's still a map to go forward and find the new joke. You know? Yes, yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, I, I think that was that was that was mainly more a way to have no GM present and for the game to still go somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right, actually, it does work. It, it it gives you a continual spine to keep referring back to, and also comedically to get further and further away from just comedy gold. <laughs> well, comedy bronze. We'll take Some third kind place. of comedic metal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> will do. Nothing wrong with third. Yeah. yeah. It's all about the joy of competition. Mm. We, we are esports aficionados, just so you know. <laughs> Would you describe the- Goblin Quest as esports? 100%. That's good to hear. I would really, I would Excellent. call it. I would say it was very much the sequel to Dota that wasn't Dota 2. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. It could use a much better sequel. The spiritual successor to Dota. Yeah, that's what I'd call it. I call a lot of things the spiritual successor to Dota that isn't Dota 2. Uh, mainly, like, like Add this you know, to the list. Goblin Quest is one. I made a good sandwich. Uh, yeah. My love life. Yeah. Except for that's really uncompetitive. <laughs> yeah, but just think of the costumes. Anyhow. <laughs> Come on, that was good. I was, really, was, good. I was trying really hard. <laughs> it could be good. That doesn't mean I'm gonna laugh at it. I could, I could, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got You got a chuckle from me. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> another thing about comedy games is that uh, I guess what do you think of people who? What What would you say to people who really want their their games to have a who who don't see the point? Like, you can make a joke out of anything. Why should I do something that's really good at making jokes instead of doing other things that they, they might contend are, are, I don't know, more valid? Well, I, mean, I mean, honestly, that person sounds like kind of a dick. I yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I was trying wow, real I mean, hard. Why should I use the right tool for the job, huh? <laughs> I want to do it in Shadowrun. No, okay, listen. Um... Because you have different tools for different things, and I wouldn't run a long-running campaign with Goblin Quest, but I would turn it out for an hour-and-a-half game if everyone was already kind of pissed. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, drunk. That's yeah, an American podcast. 
I'm so angry. I have to play Goblin Quest. Column B. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, so there's that certainly. I think that it's it's going to make that easier and part of the because it's quick. Like if you want if you want to have quick throw, what what one of the one of the big principles of comedy, especially like quick improv comedy, is not being afraid to throw anything away to like just set stuff on fire to see how pretty the fire is. Um, mm-hmm. And if you've spent a total of two minutes making all your characters, then you're not going to be worried about about like pushing them into into crazy situations to see when a comedy comes out. Rather than oh, I'm going to hide behind cover for the fifth round and uh, gather power and <laughs> see if uh, see if something funny happens. Hey, come on! <laughs> what? Gathering power is great. We- we, we do have a 13th Age campaign. and Oh, I, yeah, so I'm in a 13th Age campaign. Someone who is present playing, does get a lot of mileage out of gathering power. My wife is playing the occultist in our 13th Age campaign. She spends the entire thing just, oh, I'm just going to take some notes, and then some, and someone else will trip over, and an enemy, an enemy like three miles away will just explode from the eyes outwards. It's, it's, it's frustrating to try and play a bard when the occultist is around. <laughs> One, one thing I kind of like about having a game like this, kind of a humor game, is it's got some nice points about how to apply humor. Because, okay. like, the humor all comes from trying to make things happen. It's kind of like the difference between, like, and I'm pulling this directly from a campaign that I'm probably, out of all of us, I'm probably the one who's played with the most random people. Not random as an LOL random, but random like just... The most number of different yeah, people. Yeah, I've played with the most number of people. And there's a huge difference between... Let's say you have two instances of people saying, in character, I butter the pixie. Mm-hmm. In, one, in one, it's, hey, we found some butter. Okay, I butter the pixie. Ha ha ha. And in the, the other one, it's, you know, there's, in the grim future, the only <laughs> way to get into this prison is if we butter the pixie and shoot her out of a cannon, and there's actually a reason to butter the pixie. Mm. And here, you know, our goblins are going to die terribly, but they're all going to be advancing a cause, advancing a plot, and having reasons for these dumb things to happen instead of just dumb things happening. I could... I could go, my goblin explodes into fire, haha, they all die. Mm. That's kind of boring, isn't it? I think, crucially as well, just in terms of setup, because there's no GM, everyone is being asked almost every turn to introduce elements, and then people can then use those elements. So the reason why it's funny you've buttered the pixie is because another player introduced the butter, and a third player introduced the pixie, and you're like, hang on, I can combine these elements and get me a greasy pixie. And that's that's more satisfying than than bringing your own butter and your own pixie and waiting for a, for a perfect opportunity to break out that gag. The the greasy pixie is the name of my favorite fantasy tavern. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> no miners. But uh, also uh, another advantage to having a specifically comedy focused game is that all the people making jokes are positively contributing instead of the chance of it being that one guy who's just awful. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> you know, everyone's going to be on the same page, which is always an advantage no matter what the game is. But there, there's never, well, there, there's never someone who is so focused on solving a mystery for mystery's sake <laughs> that it uh, uh, diverts the whole campaign. I mean, it, you say that. You, it, haven't, you haven't seen my goblin character yet. I suppose. <laughs> but it's much more common to be the person who's just making 
disruptive, stupid jokes, or the person yeah. who's way too invested in their deep drama. I, I, I think it's important that a good system gives people, gives everyone a chance to contribute to the game, no matter no matter what they're doing. So we look at something like Wushu or Fate. Um, yeah, yeah. Games which have a much more abstract, or you know, Goblin Quest have a very abstract, loose way of representing scenes. Everyone can afford to do what they want, and the game still happens. And that that avoids that situation of no, I want to go, I, I want to talk to the GM for for a full two hours on my own, mm-hmm. which is never fun to have happen. Oh, I happened in one of my games once. <laughs> Hi, I need to, I need just a quick chat to talk to the GM. 30 minutes later, he comes back and he's angry because the GM said no, and I never got to find out what it was. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, the pizza was there by then. Yeah. So, uh, does anyone else have any things about uh, comedy games that they, they, they would like to... I have up? one very specific question about Goblin Quest. Sure. Okay. Now... The many goblins kind of, you know, of course reminds me of Paranoia clones. Yeah. Except for Paranoia clones, you have six, and goblins, you have five. Mm Mm-hmm. And I want to know the very scientific reason you chose exactly five as opposed to six. Okay, well, I ran an awful lot of algorithms and um, other maths words when I was designing Goblin Quest back in the day. And initially, we started off with six goblins, three wounds each. And people complain that they never got to use their end goblins, and also goblins which are survivable. So we cut it down to five goblins, two wounds each, and that was the end of the first game, and I just haven't changed it since. Okay. Five seems to work. Um, six is good for paranoia. Um, and a game what I also wrote, I don't know, because that is a comedy role-playing game. <laughs> um, I, I was part of the team which worked on, on the new edition. That was a, a, very, a really massive challenge to try and make something so really violent and unpleasant funny. But we managed to do it, I think. So, hey, buy, buy new paranoia, kids. Yeah. Oh. Is, is that in the past tense? Is that available now? Um, no. Uh, it's okay. going to be a week. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> when it's out. <laughs> when it's out. Go check it's it like, out. Yeah. The Kickstarter's over, and I've written it. That's fine. It's all off, it's, it's all off being, uh, being sorted out. <laughs> uh, my, uh, my, I, I didn't oh, even know this was from one of the producers of Paranoia Goblin Quest. Yeah, well, I, I, I did the Goblin Quest Kickstarter before the Paranoia Kickstarter, which was really the wrong way around, I think. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, we will uh, forgive you. It's okay. Uh, but paranoia was 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 a big challenge making it funny. I think that the the, the reason the, the the comedy golden paranoia is actually comeuppance, and that's what's funny. It's that exchange of status, and we we had to work really hard to make a like a card based system where you have tremendous power and you feel great about yourself, and then any other player can just completely ruin you with a single card, even from beyond the grave. And that is that is comedy gold, not comedy bronze. So we're playing the subpar game, is what you're telling me. Um, I prefer Goblin Quest, to be honest with you. <laughs> that, that was a good recovery. I'm, I'm going to give you a solid B plus on that one. It's true. I mean, the Bronze Age was actually real. If anyone yeah. talks about a Golden Age, they're probably full of it. So there you yeah. go. Yeah, perfect. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, what are some uh, other games that uh, sort of... You, you think do comedy well. We've mentioned two so far. One extensively for obvious reasons. We can cut out this pause, right? Oh, absolutely. No. <laughs> Pauses are the easiest thing to cut. Now, we now can't that we've filled it with stuff. <laughs> comedy in Shut. games. We can only cut pauses, but no one can talk in them. Okay, also, also so, uh, can so I swear more... on this podcast? Oh, yeah. Oh, thank Christ. Okay, correct. We're, 
We're totally marked explicit in iTunes. It is oh, safe. Oh, goodness. We yeah. prefer yeah. you not swear, though. Okay. Don't <laughs> believe Garbad. Don't listen to Garbad. Anything <laughs> oh. Garbad says is not true, so do not listen to him. As he is a, doctor, a trickster. I can't recommend listening to Garbad. Now I want to Speaking of comedy games... Yes? Speaking of comedy games, a little, little role-playing game by the name of uh, Inspectors that I've played a handful of times. Um... I think does a good job of it. It sort of presents itself as a, you know, it, again, much like Goblin Quest, it's not designed for long campaigns. Uh, the setting there is more of a Ghostbusters type setting. So assuming that everyone in the game is familiar with the film, Ghostbusters and the sort of action and hijinks that, can, that come up in the movie, it's pretty easy in the course of the game for players to sort of be on the lookout for, you know, what do we expect and how can we subvert that? Because all comedy comes from unexpected outcomes, which means there must be expectations, and then those expectations must somehow be subverted in a way that is interesting and unexpected. So I think that, you know, with with paranoia, it's you, you have all this structure, and then that structure is subverted. Hmm. And then with with inspectors, right, you have what everyone sort of knows about, you know, ghosts in movies, horror movies, ghost stories, that sort of thing. And then you, you just twist it a tiny little bit and you make up one extra little fact and that's enough to be hilarious because you, you've successfully subverted an expectation. I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> Uh, but no, I think it's a great point that, uh, and it also ties back to something we were talking about earlier, how, uh, if you're trying to make your game comic as in a design sense, rather than trying to tell jokes while playing a game, having it have that sort of structure is, is very useful. Uh, because something I always come back to in these talks is that games are, uh, uh, interlocking systems at the end and so you want to have a system that supports in this case humor as, as your goal yeah it makes mm, sense yeah i yes. trust it's, yourself it totally well, makes yeah, sense you have, you have mechanics to yeah. support the idea of right. a plan and then the plan going wrong right yeah i think like the secret society missions in paranoia are where the meat of the game and also the meat of the comedy comes from aside from when the computer shows up and bothers everyone but the fact that you are all, oh, yes, we love you, friend computer. We're all really devoted to the cause, friend computer. And then you know everything's going to go wrong, but it's seeing how and why is the comedy. Mm-hmm. I think, like, similarly, like, if you look at a show like, um, uh, like, incompetence is, is automatically hilarious. If you look at a show like Peep Show, for example, um, you know everything is going to go wrong because the characters are awful incompetent people, but seeing how they'll mess it up this time is the, is the enjoy, well, I say enjoyable, the incredibly cringeworthy thing <laughs> which you get out of it. That's kind of, you know, although there is a, a bit of a divide sometimes with humor, especially uh, on either, you know, between like America and uh, the more British shows. Uh, I, I only got to live in England for about three years, but I noticed that like every comedy show was just full of people who couldn't do anything correctly ever. Yes. <laughs> and then you yeah. come to America and they're like these. You know, these guys with a yeah, huh, how you doing doing the <laughs> finger guns at everybody. And I was just like, 
you know, there's there's something important happening here. Have you and only then, seen the, the episodes of Friends where Joey's on screen? Is that your? <laughs> I don't, the... Oh, that that's the only way I can get an erection. <laughs> How am I doing? <laughs> uh, well, like, could you kind of sass up your voice a little? Please just... don't encourage Garbad's erections. <laughs> I'm begging you. Well, actually, Panzer, that's helping. Can you keep saying that? <laughs> I mean, it was it was supposed to be like a, a riff off Joey's catchphrase, but I really feel like I'm, I've been put on the spot now. But you know, I mean, do you do you find descriptions of goblins dying erotic or inerotic? Uh, I'm starting to find discomfort erotic, which okay. is an awkward place to that's, be. That's really convenient for you on like long bus rides. That's, that's yeah. got to give you something to do. Or someone to love. So, well, uh, that's the end of the game. Time to leave. <laughs> Good night, folks. <laughs> yeah, does anyone have any uh, final thoughts on comedy and games before we start playing the game that will produce more comedy? Games, as a rule, are awful at, at comedy. So yes. we'll see if we can prove otherwise tonight. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> yeah, sure. Great. Just, just no pressure. Just know, I mean, this is literally part of your livelihood on the line. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And, and one of the people's name who you're literally banking some money on is is calls himself Garbad. Yeah. Another one calls himself General Ironicus. Mm. We were all in Manny college bot once. And Panzer Skank. I'm yeah. not I mean, if it makes my you, name. If it makes you feel better, <laughs> my my name is a reference to a, an extremely good comedy TV series. I'm not sure. Look how around it, you. Are uh, you familiar with that? Oh, I am. Look, I am familiar with that. What, 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 I don't know which one you are. Are you Garbad? Are you which one? I'm That's Medibot. Medibot. You're Medibot. Okay. Oh, that explains the look around you style picture. Yes, I remember. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Yeah. Yes, look around you is a wonderful show. And listeners, if you haven't seen Look Around You, it's all on YouTube and, and Vim, Vimeo. It's, it's, Vimeo. Vimeo, just, something like that. Also, you can buy the so, DVDs if you I, like spending if, money. If you want to, like a yeah, I suppose. Okay. If you want to support the arts, but yeah, just watch it. It's so it's so good. It's perfect. May I also recommend you go to YouTube and watch uh, Garth Marenghi's Dark Place? Yes. Yes. You may you may do that. Okay. Um, does anybody want to go into more detail about what makes Garth Marenghi's Dark Place so good? I believe I believe the listeners trust us. Yeah, I think that would ruin it. Honestly. If I tell you so, that something is funny, you have to believe me because I'm yeah. a doctor. Okay, it's true. So to sum up, uh, games can be fun. This game is going to be fun. You should click the next link to see us having fun with the game. And in the meantime, check out Look Around You, Dark Place, and the Erotic Adventures of Joey Tribbiani. Uh, good night, <laughs> folks. Night. Bye. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>